And so if you recognize that, you recognize like it starts with voting and that is like that's the the the, the table stakes, right? That's the ante. You put that in, then you have a stake. Then you start to realize people listen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, politicians pay a heck of a lot more attention to people who vote. Yep. And beyond that, groups pay, pay a heck of a lot more attention to people who vote. If you're if you have an opinion and you don't vote, it, it's more likely people are just going to ignore what you've what you what you say mm-hmm. right? right um and if voting didn't 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 matter so much there wouldn't be a concerted effort to try and stop people from voting welcome to bridge the city a podcast recorded in the complex and important american city of milwaukee wisconsin Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas, that's right, all three of them, that inspire Milwaukee to action. My name is Kyle Hagee, and we have another very important episode. And if you've been listening to our recent episodes, you know that we've been going hard on the local elections because that really cuts to the core of what we're all about here on Bridges City, and that is a focus on local politics, local civic engagement, local community leaders, and we have a primary coming up February 18th. If you are not registered or you need more information on that, myvote.we.gov. Honestly, stop listening right now and just go to that website. Um, Make sure you're registered and then you can come back and obviously finish this episode up. On today's episode, we're focusing once again on the county executive race here in Milwaukee County. We've already interviewed David Crawley who is running and today we're interviewing Chris Larson Uh, another candidate for the position again of county executive and this was a fantastic interview this is a really important position as Chris will get into the details of that but he says something that I just wanted to highlight here in the intro he said instead of calling it civics in school we should honestly call it power dynamics and I think that was really insightful and I think that for a variety of reasons but really the crux of that is if you care about change Ultimately, a lot of that comes down to power. And there's a lot of different forms of power and a lot of different ways to wield that power. But when we're talking about civics and politics, a lot of it is talking about power. And reframing that as a way to think internally, how do I build my own capacity for power to change the world, to change my community? How do I team up with others to you know, increase the power of a group? so that we can make the changes that we want to see here in Milwaukee. And I thought that was a great reframing by Chris and a, and a great way to really underscore the importance of these local elections. Obviously, a lot of us are tuned into the national news because of the way our media is structured. And I, for one, when I watch national news, I often feel like I don't have a lot of power. And really, the origin story of Bridges City is focusing on local engagement as a way to have a little more power, have a little more say in your community and kind of dip your toes into various forms of civic engagement and see the results a lot quicker than you would on the national stage. So I I encourage you to think about civic engagement as a power building exercise. And the first way to really unlock a lot of that power is voting. As Chris will say, and as we talk about in this interview, politicians know if you vote. And that's something that not everyone knows. and, And I didn't know for a long time. That is public knowledge, not who you voted for, but if you vote. And so if you care about anything in your community, you wanna see a change, it's likely gonna have some government involvement. 
And when you go to petition your government for that change, they will check if you're voting. And if you're not voting and they know that you're not someone that's going to hold them to account at the ballot box, they're less likely to listen to you. So it's really important that you do take some time and learn about what these local offices are. Make sure you're voting because, again, that's just the start and nothing will change in the world by just voting, but it gives you the foundation to start building your own power and building the power of your group to bring about these changes. So this was a fantastic episode. Again, myvote.we.gov for all information on the February 18th primary. Please register to vote. Take friends to the polls. Take strangers to the polls, as long as they're okay with that, (laughs) obviously. And it's just really important. I hope you are getting a sense of the importance through our uh, election special episodes. So I'll stop talking and I'll give it off to someone more eloquent than I, and that is Chris Larson. So I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. My name is Chris Larson, state senator. I've been doing that for nine years. And so I represent the area immediately east of where we are here at Marquette. So I represent uh, basically the east side, UW-Milwaukee, and then wandering down, you get half of downtown. So if you're east of the river, the third ward, um, Bayview, uh, where I live with my family, and then St. Francis, Cudahy, South Milwaukee, Oak Creek, and then a chunk of Franklin. So uh, 172,000 neighbors I currently mm-hmm. represent have been doing that for nine years. Uh, prioritizing public education, have been uh, on the committee for seven of nine years and uh, ranking member for the last few. So prioritizing fighting for our kids. Um, and then uh, beyond that, uh, married, got two kids who are public school kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's who I am. And then now I'm running for Milwaukee County Executive, yep. uh, which basically is the second high, highest executive position in the state. It runs the county, which has uh, 952,000 people in it and the $1.2 billion budget associated with it. So everything from the airport to the zoo. 143 parks uh, are within there. The entirety of the transit system is within there. Uh, the uh, Department on um, uh, of Aging, which is part of uh, which is which is part of HHS or, or related to it, and possibly going to fold into it based mm. off of what they're trying to do. Basically, quality of life. Right. Right. They tackle homelessness. They tackle you when you. Uh, they help you when you have mental health um, uh, needs and uh, and a whole lot more. You are quite a runner. You were talking about it beforehand. Um, You've run, according to your website, you've run over 30 marathons. My question is, uh, why? Why would you you run so much? Why? Why It's Oh, man, why not? It's so great. Uh, It's a a good form of stress relief, right? Mm. And so you guys are in your 20s, so you guys have the option of, and like a little (laughs) impact of like, what do you do for stress relief? You can have a beer. It's Milwaukee. A lot of people do that. Or you can, you know, run, exercise, and do that. Mm. And I'd say, yeah. One of those is probably healthier than the other one overall. Okay, sure. uh, and so especially on like the campaign trail, especially given the the, the level and sometimes the gravity of the work that we tackle, right. uh, it's important to have a healthy outlet. But yeah, honestly, uh, it started when I was a kid. You know, I didn't grow up in the best, uh, the best atmosphere. And I learned uh, that I could go for a walk and it helps get your, mm-hmm. your mind mm-hmm. off of it. It helps like move through a problem both mentally and physically when you're able right. to do that. And that quickly transitioned to running. Uh, realized I was okay at it and I uh, felt really good afterwards. And so I've been doing that since, uh, since grade school. So you mentioned that you were a manager of a running store. Yep. And then you 
obviously pivoted to politics, I think in 2008 or around there. Yep. So can you walk us through kind of the origin story of you as a politician and and what made you want to change from managing a running store, your dream job, as you just said, to becoming a politician and getting more engaged in political life? Yeah. um, I mean, it was, uh, honestly, it was the 2004 election that really started to rope me in. It's, there's, you know, it's like the the, the small little things that happen in your life that, that, that uh, tilt you one way or the other, right? right? It's a drop of water moving down a mountain. It could go any different way. Mm -hmm. Right. And what happened is after 9-11, I paid a heck of a lot more attention to politics. Before that, it was Mm -hmm. somebody else's thing, right? right? People, sons and daughters of senators are those that get involved, people who are born into it. And then I realized I should probably pay a heck of a lot more attention because otherwise stuff's going to happen. I got to know who's responsible, who to contact. And so little by little, it it ticked up. 2004 election, I got as involved as I ever did. Mm. Uh, I was a super insider where I had a button on my backpack. And a bumper sticker on my uh, geoprism, and uh, you know, I voted. I might have chipped in twenty bucks for John Kerry, and I was like, "That's it, man!" Right. You know, like I'm, I'm all in. That's it. Here yeah. we come. Look out! Look out! And uh, and then the election happened, and wouldn't you know it? Like I don't know, my clever button on my backpack yeah. and the bumper Just sticker didn't enough. do the trick. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't put them over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out I should have been driving around Florida. Um, and so like that made me realize, okay, I went into a slump. I realized, all right, well, maybe I could have done a little bit more, right? Mm. And so I pledged after that to get myself up and moving again. I pledged I'm going to get more involved. I'm going to figure out what else I can do. And uh, lo and behold, uh, there was a there was somebody with a clipboard at UW Milwaukee where I was a student. And uh, the, you know they did they did the usual spiel. Do you have a do you have a minute for the environment? Instinctively said nope, I do not, and walked away. Right halfway halfway home, I realized you know like the 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 uh, conscience on my shoulder was like, hey buddy, do you remember mm-hmm. you said you were going to get more involved? Yeah. There's kind of an opportunity calling. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stopped in my track, uh, 180 degree turn, went back. And I said, yeah, I do. I have a second for the environment. What do you got? And they pitched me on, um, you know, making sure our, our power plants were, uh, were, were, were cleaner, right? We're, we're putting mercury in the water in the air. And I said, okay, I'll sign a postcard. I'm in, right? Okay, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you can call your congressperson. And I said, I don't know who that is, but uh, <laughs> if, you, if you let me know. And they're like, they punched it in on the phone, called, and oh, I was wow, totally right <laughs> expecting to like, you know, have my congressperson sitting on the other end. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't, but then they talked me through, here's what you do. You tell them where you live. You tell them where you stand. You tell them you want a response. And I was like, okay, cool. What else can I do? What else? Mm-hmm. Fast forward, that just continued. And that was 2005. And that continued to like being involved in student politics, being involved in the environmental movement, getting recycling back on campus, which is ludicrous that they didn't have it at UWM. Right. And uh, getting involved uh, more and more until I realized like it was going to school Pop, you know, uh, getting involved in stuff as a, as a volunteer uh, until finally, like, I was like, what else can I do? What else can I do? And a seat became available at the same time um, in 2007, basically over six months, basically my life changed wildly. Right. I moved in with my, uh, I moved in with my girlfriend, the seat became available. And so I started running for office. I graduated from college, uh, got engaged and we won the election despite you know, being outspent despite not having as much of a connection to the area as I, as I thought I would. And uh, all of a sudden I was in office as the youngest guy on the, the county board. Um, and it was just a matter of, I, 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 at the end of the day, uh, running came in handy because I knew I could outwork 
everybody. 99 inches of snow that winter. I think I fell like twice uh, out on stairs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got out there. We worked like crazy and uh, talked about the issues that people care about. Yeah. You know? And more than anything, listen. Uh, people give you a lot of respect when you're at their door and it's, it's uh, sure. you know, there's a foot of right. snow on the ground. So That's really interesting. And so I'm curious on, I got the sense of like a very idealistic, like what else can I do was the thing you kept asking. How is, how, or maybe it hasn't changed at all, but I'm curious on how you see yourself now as opposed to the person, maybe a more idealistic, but mm-hmm. what have you learned from your time, like in politics now, since you've been on the county board, you've, you've been a state senator, mm-hmm. like what political lessons have you learned through all that, that you might not have known going in? Uh, I mean, a lot. Um, I would say I'm still the community activist. I'm still mm-hmm. the, I'm still the, the concerned citizen who just happens to have a title. What I realized very quickly is once I was elected to the county board, people paid a heck of a lot more attention <laughs> to me, you know, as right. people listen. All like, of a sudden oh, you're guys. the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's more like when you spoke in a meeting, like it was like, oh, you had that yeah. title, you know, that, that became very powerful, right? As we pushed to do different things, like mm-hmm. trying to pass a referendum to get dedicated funding for, for transit parks and property tax reduction. Right. Um, and I remember I still, even then was introducing myself as a concerned citizen. I'm like, well, you're a little bit yeah. more than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that has stayed with me. And so I still like, obviously this is a visual medium, but I have my clipboard still. Right. And I've, I've pretty much always have my clipboard with all of my notes on it and, you know, ready for action if we need to be doing signups or something. And that's just part of who I am. If there's key lessons in it, it is the world is what you make of it. And it's very easy to sacrifice your ideals any step along the way and take shortcuts. And if folks are thinking about that and and if they're thinking politics or if they're thinking business, if they're thinking, you know, whatever it is, like at the end of the day, you're you're the one who has to live with yourself. And so it's better to just say like, nope, this is what I stand on. This is where I believe uh, and stick with it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes it'll bite you. But in the end, people people know who you are. They know where where you stand. Very early on, you touched on what the what the role of a county executive is and what they oversee. So you mentioned like the air, everything from the airport to the zoo, yeah. forty three parks, all that stuff. But I kind of want to ask a, a similar question in a little bit of a different kind of framing. Like, say I walk into the voting booth and I don't know what a county executive is, yeah. and I don't recognize any of the names, yeah. and so I just don't vote because I'm just not informed. Like, what yeah. are, what are the consequences of of, of not, not voting or just not really caring what who the county executive is and what they're doing. You have given up your power. That's what that means. Uh, right, talk about it. Yeah. So voting is power. I feel like if we were going to get civics to be exciting again, we would just we would just call it power dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. And Dang, teach it yeah. in high school because that's what it is. Civics civics makes it sound like something like okay, you have to memorize all the presidents in order mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, who knows the VP is right? Do you know the abbreviations for the states? And like, yeah. that, does that get you anywhere other yeah. than like you can address an envelope a little mm-hmm. bit faster? <laughs> uh, but if you're actually talking about like, hey, here's city hall, here's the people who are in it, here's how they get elected by the the way here's a ridiculous small number of people who vote to get people into that mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's more people you have more people who attend the school that you're in than vote in any of these given elections at yeah. these small levels and uh and here's the decisions they make that affect your life mm-hmm. that affect literally whether your school is going to get funding or not whether your road's going to get paved whether your roads are going to get plowed when it when it's a uh, lousy outside uh and frankly what major projects get directed 
Um, and so if you recognize that, you recognize like it starts with voting and that is like, that's the, 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 the table stakes, right? That's the ante. You put that in, then you have a stake. Then you start to realize people listen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, politicians pay a heck of a lot more attention to people who vote. And yep. beyond that, groups pay, pay a heck of a lot more attention to people who vote. If you're, if you have an opinion and you don't vote, it, it's more likely people are just going to ignore what you've what you what you say mm-hmm. right? right um and if voting didn't 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 matter so much there wouldn't be a concerted effort to try and stop people from voting and putting in blockades and requiring uh unnecessary things and uh you know putting it on an odd day mm-hmm. um you know why you know all of those things to mm-hmm. make it harder for people to exercise the franchise of voting something that really stuck out from that answer to me and something that really clicked in my mind is when i figured out that Groups and politicians pay attention to you when you do vote. Yep. And like, even if you're not sure like who to vote for, like it's so important if you have an agenda you want to push forward after the ballot box, which obviously is important. Like that's your first step. That gives you so much power when you actually reach out to elected officials. They go and check is this person even voting? If not, why am I going to listen to them? Yeah. So it's it's the first step to civic engagement. But earlier you talked about how the county exec is the second highest executive in the state so what is your i guess vision for what a county exec should be that currently isn't happening like what would you want to change i mean honestly it is about making sure that there's a direction for the entirety of the county so Mm -hmm. it's it's about figuring out how to tackle the biggest problems that we've got um yeah and at the same time making sure that people are taken care of with the services that we already provide and honestly thinking in a entire ecosystem of how you can help neighbors. Um, so I guess if you had to take it back and take 20 steps back, it's it's about making sure that we look at, at the government as a community. Mm-hmm. And if that's a little bit harder to understand, I'd say looking at it as a, a family, right? Where you take care of each other, you take care of each other inherently because it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? You take care of your, uh, your neighbors, you shovel their driveway, uh, if you have an elderly neighbor because they're not able to do it, right? We make sure that our younger neighbors have access to uh, education because, and we and we fund it because it's the right thing to do. It's not a matter of saying, "Up, oh, your parents should do it, do it on on their own." Mm-hmm. Um, and that extends out. We do things together that we wouldn't be able to do on our uh, on our own, right? Nobody's going to be able to produce a private road on on their own and plow it and then figure out how to run a sewer system and you know or to have a park be able to say i'm going to have my own park just to myself that and so we can do these things these grand things together in a bigger way and so it's about thinking about community as family and thinking about people who would otherwise be viewed as strangers as your neighbors Mm -hmm. and that's that's the kind of the view that i come to this with and it is so important to have that because of where we are milwaukee county is the most segregated metropolitan area area in the country mm-hmm. right which is just stunning and it's a it's something that would it should embarrass all of us and it should be a call to arms to to address it and frankly we've been divided for generations i mean heck you guys have probably done this podcast you probably recognize that literally like segregation and division were built into the fabric of this city <laughs> right. when it was founded yeah. mm-hmm. right wisconsin avenue doesn't line up yeah mm-hmm. both sides yeah. of the river uh, so it's going to take a little bit to try and bridge that. And uh, frankly, there's been, um, you know, an army of politicians along the way who've made it, it. It's been that much easier to divide community against community, neighborhood against neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're looking to try and strip that down. 
Um, so that's a, a fundamentally different view. And I think it's important to, to have that 10,000 foot view of how government should operate mm-hmm. and then get into the details. Then you have a better understanding of what do we do with our transit system? What do we do with our parks? Where is the line drawn? And for me, that means we're not selling any of our parks. That means mm-hmm. we're not allowing parking meters on the lake because think about it, your poorer neighbors are not going to be able to get there. Sure. Um, and if you start selling off parks, where would those parks probably be? You know, the places where you need the parks the most, right. the places where you need a green space to take a deep breath and relax yeah. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So honestly, that's that's the the, uh, the big fundamental uh, difference that we're uh, that I bring to the office. Obviously, you're in politics now as a legislator. Yep. What do you sense is the pivot from going from your current position to county exec? Is this a level of like you want? There's something about the executive branch that you think you can get more done through. Explain why the pivot to running for county exec. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been a senator for nine years, mm-hmm. and I've um, I've been in the minority for all but like three months, four months of it. It was <laughs> right. it was a yeah, which was a wild time. Yeah. Um, story for another podcast of all the things that have happened in between there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. frankly, I've written a ton of legislation, but a lot of it is. Um, uh, you know, table stakes legislation or uh, mile marker legislation of like, here's what we should be doing. Here's where we <laughs> should be heading. Here's right. what, we, <laughs> what we'd like to do. I mean, today we introduced uh, a piece of legislation to allow for civil service protections again, which basically means that workers, pe- people who are on the front line working in, in government uh, aren't subject to political pressure, are actually experts at what they do and are not just hired. You, you can't just hire your friend because he needs a job. You actually right. have to have somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. It, and so like we'd had, we literally were the first state in the country to have civil service protections. These right. things that just make sure that it's not a, a what's called patronage. Like, mm-hmm. Let's give a job to whoever. And they just repealed that five years ago. So we put that out today. Is it going to pass? Probably not today, but uh, it's a mile marker piece of legislation. Here's where we stand. Mm-hmm. That is what I've been doing as state senator and fighting back when when our values are attacked and trying to tweak things wherever we can uh, to make sure that the, the the folks who've been shouldered out and forgotten the most in this economy have a have a voice. Being the exec is the has the chance to actually enact these things into law because you are the person who is going to say, you know what, we're not going to hire va- based off of uh, who's a, who's a friend and who's connected. It should mm-hmm. be up to that, so we can mm-hmm. actually do that at the local level. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you know uh, making sure that we're paying a living wage and moving towards fifteen dollars an hour. It's about making sure that. Uh, we're, we're keeping those folks in our minds. So I guess if you had to use it as a visual, it's a difference between being, if you go to like a, uh, a play, it's a difference between being in the audience, which is what a kind of what it's like more as a state senator. You can, you can suggest things and yell things every once in a while. Right. Like you can even get up and go and leave and go to, go to the bathroom and grab a snack, <laughs> come back, and some other people will be yelling stuff, right, right. And, and suggesting things. It's a difference between that and being on the stage where you're the person who is directing the future mm-hmm. and, and putting things in place and setting things in motion. Yeah, it's a fundamental difference. It's a whole different branch of government. Um, so we have the primary coming up in February 18th. MyVote.we.gov. Check that out. <laughs> oh, look at this. And nice. uh, we interviewed David Crowley, who's also running yep. for county exec, and from from the same party, Democratic Party. So I'm curious on where you differ, maybe on policy issues, but also maybe on leadership style or your vision for the future of the county. Yeah. And David's a good, David's a friend of mine. And honestly, the other people, now there's four uh, who were in the race. There was nine before, and then it dropped down to uh, six. But anyways, we're, we're down to four now. And, and honestly, we're all friends. I know all of them, mm-hmm. uh, the other three. And we talk 
fairly regularly. And uh, I, I think like, you know, for me, when, when, when I announced back a few months ago, I said right away, I want to make sure we're running a positive campaign focused on the issues. We're not going to go after personalities. We're not going right. to go after that. And um, that did get me uh, some attacks, uh, which which was ironic. <laughs> yeah, like guys, this is not how it's not how. What I just say yeah, exactly? Yeah, like I said, and so we had to like point back at the statement, and it's it's been actually cool since then. Okay. Um, and so I I'm I'm glad that we've continued on that. You know, we also laid out a number of pledges and plans, uh, having been on the county board before, and serving there for almost three years, and being in the state senate for nine years. Thought through a lot of these problems. I walked right. down paths. Some of them right. Some of them wrong. Uh, we've tried things. Some of them have worked. Some of them haven't. And uh, you learn along the way. And I think for me, I've got more of a uh, you know determination of like, here's what I think can work. Here's what I know we can do to get things to work. And so to that end, you know, we've, we've thought through a lot of these problems. So if you go to our website, voteforlarson.org, uh, you'll see a number of plans laid out where we're doing, uh, you know, all kinds of things, everything from ending family homelessness in Milwaukee County in mm-hmm. our first term to tackling uh, the racial divide. Uh, to trying to uh, get dedicated funding for transit and how we can have revenue flexibility. So these things we've thought about. So we've actually got more content at our website than all the other candidates combined. And that stems from my work as a senator where I've been making sure to be transparent about where I stand on issues. We actually put out, we put out newsletters um, and we, we put out 241. We actually went back wow. and counted 241 wow. in my time as state senator. Uh, we also really do... Cool. Do put out like paper ones to make sure people can see them. We send those out. And I think it's important to do that so then people know exactly where you stand on issues there and they're informed about what's happening at the Capitol. So we've thought through a lot of these things. To that end, I've also done a, a great effort in reaching out to folks. Um, you know, we've done 108 town halls and listening sessions in my time. Wow. And again, why is that important? Well, then you're also listening to people. It's not just, you know, it's not just being in one place and saying, here's where I stand on this. It's actually like, well, what do you think? What, mm-hmm. what are you hearing out in the world? Where are you coming from? Um, and getting that feedback and being open to it. And, and so I think both of those are important, not just as an ideal, but as a pattern and a habit, right? right? And that's why we've pledged to visit each of the 19 municipalities every single year we're in office. And that's why I've pledged to visit each and every one of our 143 parks each and every year and over the course of this campaign, right? Yeah. So you'll, you have a county executive who cares as much about your favorite park as you do. Right. So I think those are some of the some of the bigger differences. Yeah. Um, Almost a year ago now, we interviewed Betsy Hodges, who's the former uh, mayor of Minneapolis. All right. Um, And one thing that she said that she asked people involved with in her, you know, uh, cabinet, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is that, that's the right technical term for administration. Your administration is that if you, if you had 10% uh, more in your budget, um, how would you use it to advance issues of equity? And, and you can define, you know, what type right. of equity, however you want. Um, so if you are if you are lucky enough to get this job as county executive, yeah. and you had to spend ten percent of your budget just on advancing issues of equity in Milwaukee County, what would be your priorities? Oof. 
Um, man, I mean, ten percent would be a lot, right? We're talking about that's hundred million. That's uh, yeah. Yep. yeah, that's right, hundred twenty million, man. That'd be fantastic. Where do I get it, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to talk to Betsy about yeah, that exactly. Yeah. Betsy, Betsy, funny. <laughs> um, I, I mean, honestly, it's a it's a good question as a as a guide uh, guide rail because it's a it's like the what it's like the government version. Of what would you do with a million dollars? And then mm-hmm. it, yeah. it gives you that framework of how yeah. how do you actually get there, whether you have the money or not. Um, and I think equity is is fundamentally important um, mm-hmm. to that end. You know, we're going to make sure that the that my administration, my cabinet will have yeah. will reflect what Milwaukee County uh, looks like, and they'll have all backgrounds. So then you don't have to think about like, well, what you know, what would this neighborhood think about? You'll have somebody mm-hmm. there in yeah. the room uh, mm-hmm. to be able to say, here's what they're thinking. I live it every single day, um, and that'll help guide it. You know, at the end of the day, um, y- you know, like I I can't adjust my background. You know, all I can do is kind of uh, make sure to, 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 to correct and in some cases overcorrect to make sure that uh, I am trying to empathize with other people's lived experiences by making mm-hmm. sure that they're invited into the room. And I've, to that end, have been, have been working to do that for my entire life. You know, white kid who grew up in the suburbs of Milwaukee, but it's, it's, uh, it's about making sure that it's, it's, uh, it's reflective of everyone. So specifically, uh, what, what we can do is making sure that we are in every contract that we're putting out, we're making sure that we are reaching out to those who might otherwise have been shouldered mm-hmm. out of the process mm-hmm. and in, and frankly that may end up being people who have been uh, disenfranchised due to um, their uh, immigration status that may be somebody who's who's uh, shouldered out due to uh, you know a criminal history um, which is a huge problem people right. who come back after being incarcerated if they're not able to find work, uh, are more likely to to reoffend, mm-hmm. um, and so by by making sure that we are addressing that from the the, the folks who are coming back into the community, that they are uh, better acclimated for success. That's going to be key. Uh, you can actually also hire more navigators to make sure that you're hiring. Uh, you have lower ratios of of people helping uh, people in need who who uh, are dealing with the repercussions of a history of deep systemic and uh, acidic uh, racism. And uh, by doing that person by person, it's not as simple as just having a, you know, having a person to stand mm-hmm. at, a, at a podium and say, here, try harder. You, know? mm-hmm, yeah. you should you should try this. You should do this. You should work. It's not that right. A lot of a lot of people are stuck in a situation because of a cascade of uh, of problems that a society has set up. And right. so the least we could do and if we had the funding to be able to do it mm-hmm. is make sure that there's people there to, 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 to help them when they need it. I mean, that's the dream, right? That's the goal. But in the meantime, what we can do is, is we can set a big goal like uh, ending family homelessness um, and partnering with nonprofits, partnering with other organizations that want to do it, partnering with HUD, where you can actually do this. And what that does is it saves money and it also saves lives, yep. right? If you think Definitely. of, in, in changing the way that you think of it, because I think there's, um, there's a sense sometimes you think of like homeless, a homeless person as being inherently homeless. And I think it's, it's if, if you take a, a step back and look at it and say, well, no, they're a person first who happens to be homeless right now. Right. And nobody wants to be homeless, mm-hmm. right? Let's figure out how to help them. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's figure out how to get out there. And especially for family homelessness, those folks absolutely do not want to be homeless. And they actually know in advance when th- stuff's about to hit the fan and they uh, can, can call 211 and figure out how to uh, if the person on the other end knows where the resources are, can you can get out there with a navigator and help them head on um, to say, okay, what is it? You know, and it could be something as simple as a, a if it's a, a car that broke down and you have to you have a priority of you, are you going to fix your car 
Right. So you can get to work and continue to get paid or you content you pay rent and then you yeah. have no car but then you can't get to work. Right. And so figuring that out and having the flexibility of nonprofits who are partnered with you with the dedication of county employees sure. you you can address that and it starts to shift that. And it also saves those kids lives too, right? So they can go to school and focus on uh, building their knowledge, building their curiosity in the world and not have to worry about where they're going to sleep that night. Right. Uh, so the question we ask everyone on Bridges City, one of the final ones, is what is one tangible action step that people can take, someone that wants to get more involved in their community, more engaged in their community, what is one tangible action step they could take to make that a reality? Show up. That's it. Uh, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. Um, I think there is a t- there's sometimes you think, oh, I was thinking I wanted to get involved in that, right? It's like going mm-hmm. to a... You know, going to a sporting event, if you don't know how the sport's played, you're like, I don't know if I want to go. I'll be cheering for the wrong team, right? (laughs) Uh, Politics is different. Government is different. Just start showing up. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Nobody knows everything. Nobody. Even the people who are up there, they don't know everything. I've been in office for uh, 12 years in different capacities. I'll be the first to tell you I don't know everything. And it's it's better to lean on people who do, who do Mm -hmm. know something and, and when you need it. Um, and so we, that's the most important thing, right? And then if you don't know something, if somebody says a term or more likely an acronym that you don't know, write it down, look it up. And then the next time you'll be like, oh, now I know what, now I know what those letters in a row mean when somebody says that. (laughs) Um, but don't, don't be intimidated and show up and just keep showing up. Um, and then if there's people you believe in even a little bit and maybe not even not all the time. You know, see what you can do to help them out. Right. Um, get out there and, and you know, do the things that you need to do. Again, it's going to be uncomfortable. Change is. The only way that people's minds are changed by you getting out there and changing them, right? It's Newton's second law of, of motion. Uh, so you have to get out there and change them. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. But if you don't do it, nothing changes. Right. Nothing changes. So, and yeah, I, I guess I, I should do the pitch that if that politician is, is going to be anybody, it should be it should be me. Yeah. Uh, well, and you, I yeah. love that answer. So if people are <laughs> listening and are inspired by what you have to say, believe in you, how do they get more involved in your campaign? Yeah. Uh, um, and where can they find you online? Yeah. So I would say start with the website, voteforlarson.org. Uh, and you can check out where we are. You can check out all the issues and stuff, but there's also a button to click for for volunteering. If you don't have time to volunteer, to donate. But yeah, volunteering would be would be key. We're kicking off out of my out of actually my house just about every every Saturday, and oh, then wow. we have different volunteers who who open up their house every so often on different weekends. Um, and so that that you can find out by sending an email at the website. But uh, you know, by doing that, uh, yeah, you can you can actually implement some change. I love that. I think that's a great end of the podcast is showing up is important. Um, Chris, thank you so much for being on. I think it's really cool that hearing your origin story about why you wanted to get involved in politics, it wasn't this preordained thing, but it was like, I care about my community and I want to keep getting more involved. I think the quote was, what else can I do? And I think that's a really strong, powerful message on how to live your life. So thank you for being on Bridge of City. We really appreciate it. Um, And um, February 18th, MyVote.we.gov. Primary and the general April 7th. Yes. Right. If, well, if, if, they're, yeah. if they're behind on podcasts. <laughs> right. You didn't miss it. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Sure. Thank Great you. to be on. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. 
and it's just really cool that you care about this stuff that is really important to our county i want to thank chris larson again for coming on the podcast and talking about his vision for the county one last reminder myvote.we.gov that's like the most important website in the world right now check it out make sure you're registered make sure your friends are registered um, and start building again that power that we talked about in this episode and in the intro if you're interested in learning more about bridges city we're on all the social media channels we also have a patreon you can become a monthly donor that just helps to support the cost of the podcast none of us make money doing this it all goes back into this venture and trying to provide the best information for you all and also trying to provide other avenues for people to get involved outside of just voting like our political open mics and some other projects that we have coming up thanks again for the support of the podcast but more importantly and most importantly thank you for caring about our community and from the bottom of my heart it, it keeps me going and it keeps our team going and i think it keeps a lot of people going knowing that there's people that really do care about milwaukee so let's all get registered to vote myvote.we.gov and let us know how you're helping bridge the city <laughs>